Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. I'm Lizzie, a Gwen Cromwell Stan account. And I'm Hannah, a Marnie Cromwell hate account. And this week, we are kicking off our spooky season programming by talking about the one, the only, Halloween Town. Ooh, more spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Except for it's really not. Let me tell you. This movie is not spooky, but there are many things about it that scared me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean that in a derogatory fashion. Okay, yeah, so welcome back to the Summer Party Pod, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We announced in the Descendants 3 episode... Which, which may or may not be it, up. It will be up before this. It may only be up a few hours before this. But we announced in the Descendants 3 episode and then also on our Instagram that this mm-hmm. week, nope, this month, the month of October, we are working our way through the entire Halloween Town series. Starting, giving the people what they want. Starting with the original Halloween Town movie, which came out in 1998 and is one of the original, like, very first Disney Channel original movies. Yes, this movie is older than both Lizzie and I. And also, it's actually funny that this is one of the first original DCOMs because... Original DCOMs, that's redundant. But because the very first ever DCOM was a Halloween movie. They love Halloween over at Disney Channel. They love Halloween. I counted, and I don't even think I know all of them, and there's like at least 13 DCOMs. So that is part of the reason why we made the executive decision to just get this series done this October Mm -hmm. because it's a fan favorite. Mm -hmm. Everybody, not everybody, but the vast majority of Disney Channel watchers have fond memories of this series. Yes. And we thought it'd be a fun place to start. And because these are explicitly Halloween topics, not just scary or yeah not just scary not just fall although again I don't want to hop in too early but the fall like setting foliage in this movie is amazing it is gave me very much like yeah it gave me very much stars hollow vibes yeah like I wanted to live there it was in the pnw what are you gonna do (laughs) which by the way I did not know that um PNW meant Pacific Northwest until like Lizzie. three recently, and I thought it was an airport. Oh, just like an airport region, like BWI or LAX or something. Yeah. But oh. alas, no. But you know what? Learning yeah, I guess it's like there's not really another another region in the U.S. that has like an acronym like that. I Not guess, like, sometimes cool. people call the South the SEC, but that mostly relates to college. Oh, yeah. That totally relates to college, right? Yeah. Because it's all yeah. sports. Yeah. So. I don't know. There you go. But, yes, so we're super excited, and we are ready to hop right into some Halloween Town goodness. Um, I think so. We'll post a picture on the Instagram. Hannah and I are both wearing festive headgear yeah we're starting our costume game we're we're easing in but yeah we're still festive nonetheless 
it'll get progressively more and more involved as the month goes on. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to be in costume as much as humanly possible this month. Me too. Just to, you know, really spice it up. All right. So on to Halloween Town. It is Hannah. Yeah, let's finally dive in. It's Hannah's week for our 60-second summary. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, Sorry, I'm I had scared. popcorn right before this, and I almost just knocked a very loud metal bowl onto the floor, which really was Oh, I didn't even hear it. Though. Oh, I didn't. I didn't knock it. Oh, that's, okay. I, I have cat-like reflexes, so that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Hannah, do you want me to count you in? Yeah, but I'm scared. That's okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do a good job this week. Be brave. Be brave. Okay. Nothing is scarier than Joe Jonas's pants in 2009. Okay. You're right. Three. In the white jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Three, two, one, go. So Halloween Town is a movie about a 13-year-old girl named Marnie, who she really loves Halloween and, like, scary, creepy things. But her mom says, no, you can't celebrate Halloween. You can't go out. You can't even go to costume parties. You don't understand what this holiday is about. And she's like, Mom, you make me look like a loser in front of my friends. And then on Halloween night, her grandma comes to visit her and her mom and her younger siblings. And her grandma is, like, kooky and eclectic. And it turns out her grandma's a witch. And Marty finds out. So she and her brother, and then we find out also her littlest sister, follow their grandma back to where she lives, which is, gasp, called Halloween Town. And it's a magical, like, village town. And there... Their mom comes, she finds them, she's mad, but then her mom and her grandma get trapped under a spell by an evil man named Calabar, and so she, Marnie and her siblings have to create a spell to stop the curse and defeat Calabar. Very well done. Thank you. Very well done. I missed a lot in the middle. (laughs) No, I think you did just the right, just the right thing. I'm sorry. Amazing. I'm worried about whether or not this is actually recording me. I see all of your all of your audio. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm gonna hold on. I'm sorry. We're gonna take a moment to figure this out before I no problem. do something. Well, you know what? I guess we'll find out. At the end of recording this. I guess so, we will. That's fine. Whatever. Um, but yes, that was an excellent, I think, synopsis of Halloween Town. And I am prepared to give you the official synopsis of Halloween Town. As yeah. soon as I pull up ye old Disney Plus, because I always forget that those have the better synopsis that... All right, sure, whatever you say. I don't know. I took three years of Latin. All right, Halloween Town. Released in 1998. Rated TVPG. <laughs> what is TVPG? PG and on the television. Oh, TV. TV. I thought you said TB. Yeah, it's PG related tuberculosis. <laughs> Well, I, I I was thinking more in the direction, like, TBD, but it's PG, but, like, TBD. <laughs> like, maybe PG-13. Love that. Um, this one's okay. not. So, the details of this. This comedy adventure follows Marnie and her younger siblings as they follow their estranged grandmother, a good witch, parentheses, Debbie Reynolds, 
to her home in Halloween Town, where witches, goblins, vampires, and the like. Oh, vampires and the like lead very normal lives. On her 13th birthday, Marnie learns that she comes from a witch family and that she, too, is a witch. When she discovers that an evil force is plotting to take over Halloween Town, she must help her mother and grandmother save the day. Wait, okay, that summary brings up something that I didn't realize. I just knew that Marnie was 13. Is Halloween her 13th birthday? Yes. I hadn't even... They have to start her training on her 13th birthday. Halloween, but this also happens to be her birthday. So oh, see, I didn't catch that. Ooh. Yep. So her mom literally doesn't let her celebrate her birthday even, because it's yeah. on Halloween. Well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this synopsis is wrong, because they don't, she just says, I'm 13, and this yeah. is her 13th birthday. It doesn't specify that this is her 13th birthday. Yeah, I don't know. Disney, we Maybe have it is. Yeah. We've got straight up questions for you. So, there you go. Now, this is one of our highest IMDb ratings. This is rated as 6.7 out of 10. Oh, that's pretty good. Which is an average for 15,000 reviews. Mm-hmm. And that's IMDb. Yep. Okay. What about Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is 72%. Ooh. The tomato meter, which is the critic score, mm-hmm. is 80%. Oh, that's really high. So much higher than anticipated. So much higher than it deserves. <laughs> Although I guess maybe all those and reviews that, are from 1998. Well, I'm going to click and check. While I'm clicking and checking, Hannah, dive into mm-hmm. your initial star review. Okay. See, I actually hadn't prepared for this. And I'm trying to think. We've been rating these movies pretty high recently because we've been watching some good ones. I'm trying to remember what I rated Avalon High, our very first movie, because I liked this we less both, than that. We both did a 3.5 for that. Okay, then I'm giving Halloween Town. Uh, is three too high? Um, I'm gonna let you make that decision. I think Halloween Town. Halloween Town one. Uh, I'm, I'm waffling between two point five and three. Two point seven five. Is that mean? No. I think I'm gonna go two point seven five. This movie's not very good. <laughs> So, I am going to agree with you. I'm going to say three, but I'm going Mm -hmm. to explicitly specify that that extra .25 is purely nostalgia factor. Okay. Purely nostalgia factor, and the fact that Maggie enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Okay, so that's great. Let's take a look at this director and the cast. So, the... Actress who plays Marnie, Kimberly J. Brown, mm-hmm. um, is, I think, was a fine actress. Yeah. For I think she's Marnie. most famously known for, for this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, the I real... Think. Okay, so Kimberly J. Brown plays Marnie Piper. Joey Zimmerman plays Dylan Piper. And Emily Rosk. 
plays Sophie yeah. Piper. So that's the three siblings. I have also, not I'm seen sorry. anything other than that. I was going to say, I'm sorry. I, I called her Marnie Cromwell earlier. I'm realizing their last name is actually Piper. That must be their dad's last name, their late father. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. The mom, Gwen Cromwell Piper, is played by Judith Hogue, who is was in Armageddon <laughs> um, with Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck. Was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Was Ooh. in I Am Number Four. If you remember when that book series was super popular. Vaguely. Um, she was in The Magicians, that TV show. She was in mm-hmm. Nashville. There have been a Ooh. lot of DCOM actors who've been in Nashville. Oh, actually, this reminds me, and actually, that's funny. I'll have to look up Nashville. A friend of mine yesterday, we were talking about the podcast, and she mentioned she had been listening. Sorry, this is fully related to not Halloween Town, but Descendants too. And she was like, well, I was listening. I kept shouting at you guys. The reason so many Once Upon a Time actors were showing up in Descendants is because Disney owns ABC. So now I want to look up if, if Nashville... Yeah. Although this was early enough, this was 1998. Who knows what Disney owned back then? And also, Judith Hogue was in a show we have talked about many a time on the pod already, The Nanny. Oh, your favorite. I still haven't gotten around to it. I'm sorry, Lizzie. I'm sorry, Ariel. It's all right. You know what? Nobody's perfect. Um, you know what? Fine. I don't. I don't want to talk about the rest of this cast. Um, but you know who I do Nashville want to talk about? was. Nashville was ABC, by the way. Oh, there you go. Um, the most important person in this is Debbie Reynolds. Absolutely. Debbie Reynolds plays Aggie Cromwell, the eccentric witch grandma. She is a Hollywood legend. Absolutely. She... Mother of Carrie Fisher. Mother of Carrie Fisher. Grandmother of Billy Lord. Oh, she yeah. played Kathy Selden. In Singing in the Rain, she played Molly Brown in The Unsinkable Molly Brown. She's like a classic musical actress. Yeah. Um, she, and she plays Aggie Cromwell in the Halloween Aggie Town franchise. She is, was in Will and Grace. She was also in Kim Possible. <gasps> Who was she in Kim Possible? She voices the grandma in Kim Possible, Nana Possible. Amazing amazing we can't we would have to commit truly an entire episode just to talking about debbie reynolds's career um Mm -hmm. which i would be fully willing to do however that is not the intent and purpose of this particular one yeah Um, if we had a patreon that episode would be on there but we don't so we won't we don't, but if you just want to Venmo me money, I'll just call you and yell at you about Denny Re- De- De- Debbie Reynolds for a about Denny's. About Denny. Oh my god, yeah. She was also in Rugrats in Paris? <laughs> my god, what a career. May she rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the most important people. I actually, really quickly before we move on, I do just want to look at the director to see if he did any other details. I just clicked on is- him, yeah. I was going to say, his name is Duane Dunham. Ooh, he directed a lot of Star Wars movies. He did The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, I don't know, Twin Peaks, Indiana Jones, and The Raiders of the Lost Ark. So he's like a real director. There you go. And 
And he did Halloween Town. He did Homeward Bound. Ooh, okay, wait, is this? He did, ooh, okay, he's done. I don't want to spoil. I don't think it's really spoilers. There's at least one, two, three, four other decoms that he's done. Awesome. I love that. But it appears that he didn't do, it appears that this is his only Halloween town. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, did you but, watch Twin Peaks? No. I started it, like, at the very beginning of this year. And I'll be honest, I did watch all of it, and I still can't figure out if I liked it or not. Ew. It made me feel so weird. It, like, made me feel like my spine itched. It was weird. I did not like it. Maybe I liked it, though. Who's to say? Who's to say? That's really interesting. I had no idea that he directed this and that he, yeah. you know, clearly... You kind of wouldn't be able to tell. Clearly has a very well-known uh, back catalog of stuff he's done. Back list of films that he has directed. So, good for him. Mm-hmm. I guess we should get into some of our subjective history. So we have done enough of our background information, I think. Now we can get into some of our subjective history, some of our own hot takes. Yeah. Um, clearly, this was not either of our first time watching this movie. But do no. you remember your first time, or do you have any fun memories associated with Halloween Town? I do not remember my first time. However, I am guessing it was somewhere like first or second grade. Mm-hmm. Seems about right. Yeah, I was gonna say again, definitely childhood. Um, yeah, I did in elementary school. Yeah, in like high school, I kind of made it like a fun thing again because I didn't really have that many friends. Um, on Halloween, I would like watch it or like at least a bunch of the Halloween movies. Like I would try to watch them all on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, probably not this one to be honest. I mean, this one has never been my favorite of of the four. Yeah, it's, you know, you can kind of take it or leave it. But I appreciate Um, what it does in terms of setting up the rest of the Halloween Town world so we can get some of the better movies. Yeah, actually, in fact, I had, speaking of setting up a world, I was talking to some of my friends last night at the Jonas Brothers concert, and they said that they were like, Halloween Town would have made a better television series. Because it's such a good concept. Oh, yeah. And they do all this amazing world building, but then some of the plots just, like, aren't it. Or, right, like, and I think they could have done an even better job with world building if it was in yeah. show form. Because it doesn't give a... I mean, you get backstory in later movies, mm-hmm. but I think it could have been done even better in TV show form. So I completely agree with that assessment. Yeah. Um, but I do have a question. I'm wondering if it was Maggie's first time watching Halloween Town. It was not Maggie's first time watching Halloween Town. We watched okay. Halloween Town for the first time last year. Oh. Um, because I was unexpectedly home for Halloween last year. Yeah. Um, and not, not, And not at school. I was at home. So I said, oh, Maggie is 11. 
this is a great time to start really digging into some Disney Channel original movies that I think she'll appreciate. So we watched, like, all of these, Twitches, um, all of that, and Maggie's birthday is this month, so. Oh, very exciting. Yes, so is my mom's. My mom's birthday is tomorrow. Or today, when it comes out. Happy birthday, mom. Oh my god. Happy birthday, mom. So yeah, was not Maggie's first time, but that does not mean she did not have thoughts on this. And I'm excited to hear them. So would you say you're ready to hear some thoughts from an actual child? I am so ready to hear some thoughts from an actual child. So Maggie is always inconsistent with the amount she gives me. Sometimes it's a full page, sometimes it's a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she just got right to it. We can all agree the moral of the story is do magic and break stereotypes. So, a solid four out of five for me. Someone give Sophie the damn cookie, Gwen. Four out of five? That's a high rating. I know. Wait, what would she say the moral was? Do do magic and break stereotypes. What stereotypes were broken? That's a great question, Hannah. I guess maybe the thing at the end with the kid, like, Kyle or whatever? I think his name was Luke, but... Luke. <laughs> they both have a K in there. Villain. Or no, he wasn't a villain. And also, I'm not... There's no well, that's the thing. He vaguely was. Like, we thought he was a villain. And then he wasn't. And then he wasn't what he appeared. And same thing with Calabar. We thought he wasn't a villain. And then he was... Yes. Maggie, I'm not quite as on board with this one. I'm not going to lie. To be fair, she also wrote this very quickly right beforehand because she had forgotten to do it. So I think she might have been been going for the tagline with that and less about the uh, content of the review. And you know what? That's all right. As we've already said, this is not one of our better movies, but that's fine. No. All right. What do we have to say about this film? Um, let me pull out my notes. Um, Can I just start? Real quick? I, this, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm just, Marnie is a little snot. Marnie's so annoying. She just, just, I'm 13. Yeah, she goes, I'm 13. I'm practically a grown-up. No, you're not. You're 13. Shut up. Are we old? Are we better? Yeah. But the thing okay. is, like, I feel like in, like, high school, I thought, like, I was kind of a grown-up. But, like, when you're 13, like, she's, what, like, in 7th or 8th grade? Yeah. You're in middle school. You're not a grown-up. And, yeah, it's annoying. Again, like, it's a little weird that, like, her mom, like, won't let her go to Halloween things and doesn't explain. Like, she doesn't pretend, like, oh, we're a religious family and we can't right. do that. So, like, we're going to, like, trunk or treat instead. We're going to go to you church on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, she just says, you don't understand Halloween. There's things yeah. you don't understand. Yeah. But her younger siblings are pretty iconic. The siblings are the best part of the whole freaking thing. Well, I wrote that her little sister, right. Sophie, reminds me of Matilda. And her little brother... Thing. I wrote her little brother, Dylan, looks like he belongs in Home Alone. I agree. I yeah. agree. Or and he he's also- so sassy. He's so sassy. He also looks like one of the kids, like, he should be, like, in the Sandlot. Ooh, very true. Honestly, any 90s movie with, like, a, a child with those big glasses. He looks like such a little boy. 
that <laughs> he looks like he should be in the Sandlot or something. Um. Oh, he also the brother Dylan mm-hmm. had the best line in the whole movie. What did he say? So he had a lot of Aggie, good ones. Aggie Cromwell, played by Debbie Reynolds, is reading them a bedtime story, and she is telling them the story of Halloween Town. They unknowingly, like, they don't know it's a real thing, obviously. They just think she's reading a book. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about, like, it's a magical place where Matt, where all different creatures live together. And he goes, like Cleveland? Yeah, he did say that. I wrote down that he had so many of, like, the witty kind of scene-ending, like, lines. It was hilarious. Like, you know, they'd be like, they'd be like, okay, here's the plan, and we're gonna do it. And they start walking away, and he'd be like, oh, brother, or yeah. something like that. Well, I also liked, uh, he had, had, give me a good nature documentary any day. Yeah. He was really funny. Um, that scene with the book, I did have a complaint, because they made a yeah. big, big deal about how the illustration of the witch in that book looked like Marnie. First of all, yeah. it looked nothing like her. But it also, Which the brother pointed out. It also kind of looked just like every white brunette girl who has ever existed. Yeah, and also I had a, a, a problem with that scene too, and it was just that one, Marnie is 13, she's a grown-up, so why is she so in love with this picture book? She's like has she says something like, Oh my god, like she was like, I love it. Has yeah. everything I'm interested in. And like they're on page two. Yeah. And it's like you would think like this is something that they're reading for Sophie, who's like, I don't know, five. Oh yes. Must be something like that. Yeah. It it was quite odd. It was confusing. That was also a good Dylan kind of punchline moment though. He's like, That looks nothing like Marnie because that girl's too cute. Yeah, he did. Roasted. They were like, it's Marnie in the book. And it was like, of course it's not. The Even though, like, yes, we know Marnie's a witch. She like, had a nose. Yeah, she didn't. Ugh. Um. Yeah, there were some. But the thing was, um, Aggie Cromwell, Grandma Cromwell, Granny, what did they call her? Aggie? Grandma. Grandma. She had, like, some, like, wacky lines, too. Like, we know, like we've said, she's the kooky grandma. Mm-hmm. But when they're talking to, before the bedtime story, she's talking to her daughter. And her mom says, D- uh, don't tell them about Halloween Town. And Aggie says, on my honor, I won't tell them about Halloween Town. And what does she do? She goes upstairs and tells them about Halloween Town. Gives them a book about it. <laughs> That's called gaslighting. Or just lying? Maybe both. Where were we? We were talking a little bit about Marnie. Marnie's annoying. Um, I do have a question, kind of. I was saying things because Grandma Aggie has some odd lines, too. Like, one of her funny things that she says is, ghosts tend to be very depressed creatures. And I was like, same. <laughs> no, she's funny. Um, I did like that whole beginning scene um, when they're in the Piper house, and she has yes. a really funny moment with Gwen, who's her daughter, who's the kid's mom, where 
Gwen is, like, putting away chicken that they had for dinner, and she's putting it in, like, Tupperware containers. And she's, Aggie's really frustrated Mm -hmm. that she's, like, given up this, like, magic life and whatever. And she's like, and here you are putting chicken in plastic containers when you know very well that it keeps best when it's still on the bone. And she, like, snaps her fingers, and then all the chicken, like, turns into a live chicken. It was funny. Yeah. Very funny. It made me think of you, actually, because you have chickens, right? We love a chicken moment. Also, I was going to say, like, that, like, special effects seemed fine. Some of the special effects in this movie are very not good. Like, the whole, um, like, the the bus, the flying bus, which was, like, sky high, Mm -hmm. but not as scary. Um, the, the bag moving behind her, and, like, I was like, where, where's the fishing wire? Like, we know. Well, and I said, so there's, okay, fast forwarding a little bit through the movie, there's part where Aggie is casting Mm -hmm. the spell onto this, what do they call it? The Merlin thing. The wand. Maybe, Yeah, like um, a wand or a scepter. Where she's supposed to be, like, doing this spell to get this, like, scepter to work or whatever. And when she's doing it, you can literally see Debbie Reynolds throwing glitter onto it. Like, glitter that you would get, like, a Michael's Crafts for. Um, (laughs) it was like, really? Yeah. I know your special effects were slightly better in 1998. And there were some things that, like, I understand, like, there's a lot of stuff going on here in terms of different creatures and stuff that they needed special effects for, but... Yeah. But then it makes me, like, well, like, you know, you're like, oh, well, it's just, like, a crappy, like, Disney Channel original movie. But then we know the director did, like, Star Wars right. and Indiana Jones. And also, it's the freaking Disney Corporation. They were doing... Yeah, exactly. It's Mickey Mouse. I'm I'm yeah. wearing Mickey Mouse I'm ears. I'm wearing, and I'm actually wow. This is interesting. I'm actually wearing a Viking helmet that I got at Disney World. So I'm, I'm really we're uncomfortable both wearing our with Disney the fact merch. that this may paint us as Disney adults. Um, no, just Disney adult tendencies. Sure. Lizzie, we have a podcast about Disney. Yeah, but we talk about other stuff and we make fun of it. Yeah. We're bit. not a cheesy Disney um, adult. No. I, my mom learned that word today. Yeah. She was asking me if different things were chewy. What were your... What were some examples? Raybon. Oh, she was asking me... No. She was asking about names of some of her students. Oh, if they were chewy. Wow. That's like, she, cool she has logic. twins named... Oh, what what are their names? She has twins, like, twin students with kind of matching names. And she was like, is that chewy? And I was like, kind of. Wow, that's cold-blooded. Speaking about more of the special effects, mm-hmm. like when they, f- when Aggie and Marnie fly on the broomstick, yeah. like M- Marnie discovers brooms and Abby's Aggie's like, we'll get her one. And then they fly and it's so, one, it doesn't seem safe. And two, it's such green screen moment. Um, They're just like, it was just I wrote down that this movie is looking camp straight in the eye <laughs> during that scene. I do love that. I do love that. Debbie Reynolds is looking camp straight in the eye. Yeah. That could be a title. Yeah. Sure, why not? Um I feel so terrible. I feel like I have like nothing to say about this movie. I did want to say so there is one character named Luke who 
Mm -hmm. is introduced as kind of like the bad boy of Halloween Town. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't, who is he played by? I know his last name is Van Dyke. Um, Or maybe that's incorrect and maybe I'm a lot. Philip Van Dyke? Yeah, Yeah, Philip Van Dyke. Um, But yeah, introduces kind of like the bad boy. And you find out later he was on Gilmore Girls. He played young Christopher on Gilmore Girls, who is Rory's dad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he then has kind of a redemption arc where you find out that he wasn't really a villain. He's just insecure, and because he's a monster. Also, that's another thing because he became a monster, and that kind of what's the word transitions to one of my other thoughts. You know, in Halloween Town, so mo- most of the characters are not human. Right. In fact, none of them. But, like, the witches look human, and that's kind of yeah. it. But these costumes, which we'll see more of in the later movies, they're, like, wax figure They're creepy. And the one of the worst parts, it's kind of Uncanny Valley, is that, like, they'll cover their lips, mm-hmm. but you can still see their human teeth and human tongues. Yep. It's very much like Jim Carrey's Grinch. Yes. And another thing I had to say, so they're very inconsistent with some of their situations here because there is a scene where they are, like, talking to a ghost who is, like, mm-hmm. a special effects, like, CGI edited in ghost who is, like, translucent and is, mm-hmm. or it's like a man, but he is made to look like a ghost. He's translucent, etc. But in, like, the final scenes, when everyone is crowded for this big final battle with Calabar, who is formerly the mayor, um... Like, I think he's concurrently the mayor. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, then he dies, so he does less of that. True. Um, Kind of. And then he also is also formerly Gwen's boyfriend, the mom. Oh, yeah. And also, the crazy thing is... Okay, I'll get into this in a second, but... You see these people who are, like, supposed to be ghosts. There's no editing Mm -hmm. done to them. But I'm assuming they have to be ghosts because there is, for some reason, like, someone in full, like, American Civil War uniform. And then someone in, like, a full, like, British Dragoon uniform. So you're saying is that for only one ghost they edited yes. him to and be translucent? Yes, and everyone else is just, like, a human in old-fashioned clothing? Were they even dressed in, like, gray and no. white, or was it, it was not? Like full- See, I didn't even catch on to well, that Well, I did, because I was they like, were- why the hell is there a Civil War soldier in this movie? I didn't sign up for this nonsense. So Calabar's goal here in being evil... And kind of part of the reason he's worked his way to this position of power as mayor is because he wants to take over, like, manipulate the monsters in Halloween Town to be evil so that they mm-hmm. can cross into the normal human realm and take that over. And he is doing this. Like they used to. Like they used to. And he is doing this because their mom, Gwen chose their dad who was a human over him yeah he was very much um donald trump vibes (gasps) that's so because he was like he was like we you know we used to be in power over there and now we're not and now we need to go back and make it was it what it was and i was like okay make the human world great again we got it yeah it was a little mm, weird i was gonna say 
Um, also, when the people were turning evil, like, he was putting a spell on people of Halloween Town. Yeah. So they were turning evil and then freezing. Yeah. And one of the first characters we see that happen to is one of Aggie's friends named Harriet, who we see her at the beginning, and she's, like, normal. And then, like, a few minutes later, we see her again, and she's, like, evil-fied. Yeah. And, like, her, her nose physically changes shape. Yeah. And then we see her again later frozen in the movie theater. Because yeah. that's where they're, like, storing all the the people under the spell is, like, in the movie yeah. theater. Crazy. Um, I'll be honest, the only part of the actual them being Halloween Town that I enjoyed was there's a montage mm-hmm. where they are going around trying to collect ingredients to make this witch's brew. Yes, my favorite part was when they went to the hair salon. Yes, they go to a hair salon and they get werewolf fur and they go to like a sauna and get ghost sweat and they go to a dentist's office and get a vampire fang and it's very funny. And yeah, that was kind good. of the best part of this is that the catalyst for them doing this is because Aggie tries to do the witch's brew in the scepter beforehand and she pulls out a box that's labeled witch's brew instant and like makes it in a microwave which is so funny I will say that is something that I really liked that with that Halloween Town there is a really interesting combo of like fictionalized magic stuff with normal like she has a microwave and it looks like a normal microwave and the only different thing is that the button she the buttons she pushes say like bubble bubble toil and trouble so funny and that I really that was that was a funny like clever thing they did but other than that I'll be honest I found a lot of parts of this quite annoying I enjoyed some of my favorite parts were with Sophie and Dylan specifically the younger siblings like they were some good comic relief I like Sophie has magic but no one really knows yet except for the mom like, Sophie doesn't even know. Yeah. So at the beginning, she's just thinking, I want that cookie, and it starts flying to her, but she doesn't see it. Yeah. And then when they're locked out of the gate, and Marnie is saying some stupid, what she thinks is a spell, but is not, and they can't get in, and then it opens, and Sophie's like, I just wished the lock would turn into a frog, and it did. Yes. Um. And she is the one who saves the day, because Marnie, you know, they make this brew, but then she can't turn it into the scepter, because she's like, I forgot the spell, and then she makes up something, and she sounds like Ron Weasley in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yes, she does. She's very funny. But then Sophie remembers it. I also liked, um, so at the end, basically, the whole point of it is that they need all the Cromwells to, like, band together to beat him. Um, yes and when the mom and the grandma are in danger you find out that dylan is also a witch which is amazing he gets little sparkies in his fingers and whatever and he's like the final like as soon as he like grabs hands with his family like their power is too powerful and they defeat the darkness and it's and then it that makes me wonder if they're coding dylan is gay because he had made some comments earlier in the movie about, like, someone having bad hair. <laughs> and then, like, like when they're in the, I don't know, somewhere. He says something about, like, bad hair. And then, like, in the in the salon, he makes a comment, too. And then he's a witch. Well, if they're quoting him is that they do a really bad job of it. Because then they in do. movies three and four, spoiler alert, like, a lot of his plot is, like, 
a girlfriend. Girl-based. Like, heterosexual, yeah. romance-based. Maybe he's a bi-king. We don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he's just a child and we shouldn't speculate. I'm sorry. That was my fault. I'm sorry. I'm surprised Maggie. But he, he was like a male witch. Like, he wasn't a warlock. Well, Marnie says she's like, or maybe a warlock? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I just figured out I had magic two seconds ago. Calm down. Um, but wait, now I'm wondering, actually, because I hadn't seen this movie in so long. I forgot that he was a witch. Mm-hmm. Isn't part of the plot of some of the later movies that he doesn't have magic? Like, he goes to Halloween Town University anyway, even though he's not magic. Like, he got admitted on special permission. Or am I making that up? I don't know. But you're right. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll find out later in the month. Questions to answer. Yeah. All right. Do you have yeah. anything else to say? Um, I really don't think so. I guess the only thing I have to say... Obviously, this movie's not a musical, so there's really no mm-hmm. music to talk about. However... The score was really hitting us in the face with how we were supposed to feel. Yeah. Um, and it, it was also very camp. Like, something we'd, like, be shown the spooky pumpkin and it'd be like, dun-dun-dun! Yeah, and it was fun. I liked yeah. it. Um, so this came out October 17th, 1998. And it was filmed in Scapoose, Oregon. Hmm. On location? I think so. I think they do because I think that town in Oregon every year has some kind of Halloween town festival yes, and some of the actors or at least the actress who plays Sophie, I know for sure, goes every year. That's so fun. And they even had it this year. Very fun. I actually do have one more yes. question that I – so I'm wondering if the existence of Halloween town implies the existence of other holiday-related towns? Like, is there a Christmas village? I don't know, but if there is, what would you like it to be? What is the one you would be most excited to go visit? Um, I think Christmas. I feel like that could have the best scenery. I do. And now that I'm thinking about it, all of the other... But is that just the North Pole? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I was thinking about, like, other holidays, but I'm like, oh, those are just, like, real cities that exist. Yeah. Like, Um, St. Patrick's Day town? Yeah, but then also I was wondering, part of that question, the follow-up was, and is there only one Halloween town, or are there multiple, like, in different countries? Like, everyone in Halloween town only speaks English. Oh, interesting. Or is this, like, one of those moments where it's, like, not everyone really is speaking English, but because of the, but they'll just but understand because each of other? the magic of the town, it's all coming across as English. Maybe. Yeah, like, I'm wondering if this is just, like, North America, but secret? Or if this is, like, actually different dimension and there's, I don't know. know. Because, like, these people all lived in the mortal world before. Yeah. So what about, like, were there only monsters in North America? What did the monsters that were in Europe and Asia and Africa and Oceania, where did they go? That's a great question. Um, Those are just questions I have with no answers. And none of them really have an act. Like, nobody has, like, a British accent or anything in this, right? No, I don't think so. I'm thinking... No. Yeah, I don't think so. The skeleton cabbie has, like, a New Yorkish accent, I think. Oh. Like, he's a stereotypical cabbie. Benny the, Benny the skeleton. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, that was fun. Hmm. And then, like, Debbie Reynolds, of course, speaks with, like, the transatlantic yeah. accent. 
as she should. Mm-hmm. All right. Other than that, I can't really... I have not a single I'm... other thing to say. I took less than two pages of notes for this. Yeah, I have only, like, 20 bullet points. Yep. But I think we, we had a good discussion. Yeah, we had a good discussion. Um, And, you know what, I'm sure we'll have more to say with the next year. This next... was a setup. Mm-hmm. So, I would like to say, for people who are interested in being a little more involved with the podcast, we do have a way for you to do this now. So, if you go to our Instagram... We will also link it in the show notes here. Um, oh, yeah. We'll link it in show notes. If you would like to be in next week's episode, you can leave us a voice message that we can then input into the podcast. And we'd like to you to, first of all, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Let mm-hmm. us know. If you have any good Halloween Town related memories of watching this in your youth or watching it recently, and also tell us what your favorite costume was from your childhood if you celebrated Halloween. And I'm actually gonna give one more prompt. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm being for Halloween this year. If you have a good idea, let me know. Yeah, there you go. I'm so excited. Okay, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week when we talk about Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Lizzie and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you'll join us again next week for our discussion of Halloween Town 2. Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. I'm Lizzie, a grand crack cr- 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 crap. <laughs> Gwen Cromwell. Gwen Cromwell. Hey, I will say, we'll put this in at the end. Um, Justin, if you still want Hannah to read your birth chart, let us know. <laughs>